It'll be a three-man rush, eight in coverage, three in the end zone. Dalton heaves it down the right side toward the end zone. It is knocked up in the air. A.J. Green makes the catch. Oh, 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 man. A deflected ball winds up in the hands of A.J. Green. Three-year-old Tony Pike waits for the snap, has the football, short drop, lobs one down the sideline for Bins. He's got it! Touchdown! 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 And a high fly ball, way back in center field. It is out right here. A grand slam home run for Joey Votto. And this one belongs to the Reds. Keep your shirt on. And last I checked, I did. Yes, why? Now a steal by Gary Clark and a breakaway to the rim for a thunderous Tomahawk Jam. Get you one, big fella. Then a strike for Bertoni, and the magical moment belongs to Leonardo Bertoni. He opens the FC Cincinnati account with a goal in the 14th minute. Double dip from the ice cream cone. Welcome. Ed. Yo, what's going on? I hate weeks off, man. Well, you know they happen. I know. You got kids. I got a kid. I had to work on stuff in the backyard. There's some things. Some things is happening. Um, There was nothing to talk about last week anyway. There was that. And I was actually getting worried that there wasn't going to be anything to talk about this week. Until the fight. Bang. Or was that Tuesday? Real quick, before we get into anything... Welcome back to City Beat's third best sports coverage in the city. We still have that crown until we don't. Um, That's true. You can check us out on Facebook, Part of the Punctuation. You can also check out our subgroup, I guess. Uh, sure. Bearcat Nation. Uh, on Twitter, we are at PTP Podcast Cincy. On Instagram, Pardon the Punctuation. Uh, feel free to call us anytime you want. Nobody seems to be doing that. 513 818 2077. We just want to hear from you. Dylan was supposed to leave a message tonight. Way to go, Dylan. Not nobody. Um, YouTube, pardon the punctuation. Our website, www.ptpcincy.com. That's with a Y. You should know that. Yeah. .wordpress.com. Or you can email us at pardonthepunctuation at gmail.com. Yeah, so, email us there, too, because we don't get nothing but junk mail there. You have a good week this week? Yep, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Big things happening this weekend, at least in my world. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Not mine. But um, I'm not working tomorrow. Well, <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> um, you ready? You ready to talk some Reds? Because this week has been bananas. We sure can. So tonight we have special guest, returning guest, friend of the show, uh, our unofficial third. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we have uh, Clay Snowden of Locked On Reds. Clay, welcome back to the show. We appreciate you coming on with us tonight. Thank you all so much for having me back. It's always good to join the podcast. It's been a wild week of Reds. We have guys on the team who we weren't sure if they were going to be on the team. Uh, we have guys no longer on the team that we thought might be on the team. We have 
guys who we never thought would be on the team that are on the team. And that's all before we even talk about the biggest event of the week. Round two, Reds v. Pirates. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> so Yeah, it's been it's been a pretty crazy week to say the least. You could even you can even like pinpoint a thirty minute span in Reds baseball that if you happen to be on Twitter and watching the game right then, it was pretty much overwhelming with information and fights and everything. The Reds took over Twitter for an entire evening. Yeah. Oh, and sports talk radio the whole next day. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was talking about it. Everybody was tweeting it. Barstool, uh, Bleacher Report, everybody. ESPN, obviously. ESPN, everybody. Talked about it on uh, Dan Patrick and everything. It was all over the place. Dan Lebitard did almost a whole hour about it. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) I don't doubt that. But uh, let's let's get into it. What what are your thoughts on this this fight? Amir Garrett going in by himself. Of course, there were a couple events we can get to here, um, as you want to break it down. Sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, Amir Garrett took on the entire Pirates team took by himself. Yeah, I've said it before on the podcast here. Um, it's no secret I'm a huge Amir Garrett fan. I love the swag. I've Same. That's part of like. You know, something that he brings to the, to the team. You know, certain players bring leadership. Certain players bring, you know, this, that, and the other. He brings a certain type of swagger to the team that helps him dominate as a closer or as a relief pitcher. And, um, you know, the whole stuff that's gone on with the Pirates and the Reds this whole year has just been... only word I can really think of is just petty. Um, We're holding on to a grudge since mad. May. <laughs> What's that? We're holding on to a grudge since May, not to mention the fact that Dietrich has already been hit once and thrown at multiple times. Yeah. All because of pimping a home run. So, you can kind of see when, like, Amir's about to get taken out of the game. He's, you know, talking into his glove pretty aggressively. Um, You know, Bell had already been kicked out of the game by then. Yes. Bell had been booted. So, he kind of is pretty much saying, yeah, I'm going to go over to their clubhouse. Like, oh, Oh shit! Like we need to get a new pitcher getting ready. And um, to be honest with you, like I know Amir kind of said that he wishes he didn't do that. It's a bad example, or whatnot. But I loved it. Like he's sticking up for his teammates. Um, I don't know why anybody would ever do that alone. <laughs> I guess like Suarez kind of came over, was the first person over. But like he was just going at whoever. I think it was Trevor Williams was the first person he like swung at and missed the initial punch. I think you're right. Yeah, but yeah. I love it. He was just going for it, and I love that, like, probably my favorite part of it was seeing Chris Archer, who I'm not in any way a fan of, getting just, like, destroyed at the bottom of the pile, just, like, tumbled on. Then, like, he gets up, and Puig just, like, shoves him so hard and what looks like <laughs> an effortless shove from Puig, and Archer just, like, goes flying. It was awesome. Like, I just loved that. Um, now, did you that, watch... Like, did David Bell run out of the dugout, like, what was he doing? He came in like a madman, which um, <laughs> I love as well. Like, he just doesn't care. I mean, he's going to serve his suspension, and that's that. Um, and Bell, uh, how many games? Six game suspension. Yes. Um, you're looking at Amir Garrett got eight. Jared Hughes got three, which, like, I kind of just forget that Jared Hughes is a part of any of this, honestly. <laughs> the ball slipped um, out of his hands, right? And not only did we trade Tweed, but we traded his three-game suspension as well. So, yep. <laughs> not bad. 
<laughs> so, did you watch the full breakdown of the entire video by uh, John Boy? Yes, yes, I did. It was probably the I've greatest. Seen a, I, I'm not really familiar too much with him. Neither but was I've seen I. A few of his videos tweeted, and like I kind of like knew who he was, but I didn't follow him or anything. I'm like, what a great breakdown! It was amazing. Uh, my favorite part of the entire breakdown was when he called David Bell the uh, evil twin of. John uh, Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah, that was. Cool. <laughs> I'd never thought about that before, and now, literally, that's all I can think about. Every you can't unsee it. Them. You cannot unsee it. So I have it's, a conspiracy. I have a conspiracy theory about now. the fight. What's your conspiracy? What's your conspiracy theory? So I broke down that video as well, just not as good on as your he own. Did. Yeah. Did you put a video together? No, sure oh, didn't. Then it doesn't no. count. It doesn't count. Didn't uh, happen. But I should have. Um, I think that whole fight was planned. I think they. Like the, I think the the coach came out, and if you notice, he starts pointing back towards the dugout, and a lot of people are saying, "Say, hey, we need another pitcher because get a pitcher ready, yeah. get a pitcher ready." Yeah, I think they were telling them to get David Bell ready, like, "Hey, get him from the locker room, get him in the doorway, because he's about to go after him." And then he takes the ball from Amir Garrett, pats him on the ass a couple times, and then Amir Garrett just took off. He and did. They didn't even try coach to stop knew, him. No, coach they didn't knew. Try to stop him. Coach knew he was going after, and I think that's why he was so animated into his glove. Like I'm gonna yeah, go exactly. get them. I'm going after him. Exactly. Go- and it was probably way worse than any language I'm gonna drop right now. This is why we should have everybody mic'd up during the game. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not saying that it should just be mic'd up and everyone can hear it. But like, my gosh, please just leak a few things so we can just hear. You know what I mean? Like, imagine if we could hear that mic'd up. What Amir Kerr was saying, like. I know he doesn't want to be mic'd up in that situation, but man, I'd love to be a fly in the wall to hear all that. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, yep. when they did that for the All-Star game, I was like, um, can we get this feature all the time, please? Yes, that was incredible. They were talking to them during the game. It was, I, I loved it. it. It brought another aspect to the game, I thought. Um, we also we, we have to mention Puig in this situation. Like, that's pretty incredible. This guy's not even a teammate anymore, and he's still <laughs> acting like one. And then he was mad. That you know, he was kind of barking at his quote unquote teammates. Like I'm gonna be fighting. You you need to be fighting too. Exactly. I thought it was great. I I loved that part. I don't really know what I expected, but I wanted like I was kind of hoping Puig would be like, I'm gonna go out with a bang and just like knock you know go straight to Clint Hurdle and just punch him in the jaw. (laughs) That would have been. I mean, you talk about putting up a statue for someone. We can remove all the statues and just put up a Puig statue at that moment. I, I, I go help build it right now. Well, I can't build anything. As you're talking about Clint Hurdle, uh, after the game, Sam LeCure was saying that Clint Hurdle was, A, a coward, and, B, if you put a helmet on Clint Hurdle and put him in the batter's box and threw a pitch at his body for every time that he's ordered a body shot on a player by one of his pitchers, there'd be nothing of Clint Hurdle left. Yeah, his exact yeah, quote. pretty much. His exact quote, if you sent Clint Hurdle out to the batter's box and had somebody throw a baseball at him for every time he's had a baseball thrown at somebody else, there'd be nothing left of Clint Hurdle. Yeah. I, I, I just don't have any respect for him whatsoever. Um, I, I don't knows. know why he man, man, you know, manages the way he does. He has a last-place team that's throwing up people's heads. Like, you know, do, do something better with your life than that. That's just <laughs> pathetic. So... As we're talking about Clint Hurdle, two games is all he was suspended for. It's ridiculous. As we're right. and, and while we're kind of talking about suspensions, um, 
Kella, I think his name is. He ended up yes. with the pitcher who threw at Dietrich's head that got ten. this whole thing even started. He got ten games. Uh, Garrett got eight. Um, we already talked about Puig. He got three. Um, who else? Uh, Their infielder, Jose Ozuna, has a five-game suspension. Then Kyle Crick received a three-game right. suspension. Yep. And Trevor so, Williams, yeah, that's Joey Votto. Trevor Williams, Joey Votto, and Philip Irvin are all getting fines that they haven't mentioned how much they are. All right. that's very interesting. Um, but I saw uh, Michael Welbon on Pardon the Interruption, um, and he was actually defending um, you know, a lot of the fact that the Pirates were getting longer suspensions, but he was very upset that Clint Hurdle only got two games. He almost wanted Clint Hurdle as in I have to preface this by saying that he is a Chicago Cubs fan, so he's very familiar with the division and right. how this all goes with the Pirates, but he almost wanted Clint Hurdle just done with the game forever. Yeah, um I think Clint Hurdle only getting two is kind of pathetic. Um you know, he's kind of the nucleus behind all this, it seems like, and um it's what a what a strange move by that tell a guy to just come out and say like yeah I did it on purpose like yeah. that just seems like a no win situation for him to do that either way like why not just lie and just oh no it wasn't on purpose you know what a strange move by him well um and but yeah th- Clint Hurdle is just I don't know what type of club he runs but um it, it's just a dirty move <laughs> um honestly and I, I just you just hate to see that as part of the game so you were talking about Kella this all comes a week after he was actually suspended by his own team for an, an altercation that he had with upper management, actually. I did not know that. Wow. Which is even Sounds stranger. Like a great guy. <laughs> I mean, but that's even stranger to come out with a very non-PR comment after the fact, almost admitting, like, yeah, I, I was thrown at his head. Yeah. yeah. He gets suspended again. Um, There's but, a lot. Anytime you're upset with how the Reds are being run or how they're playing just rem- remind yourself that you're not the Pittsburgh Pirates there just seems to be a lot of dysfunction there my favorite was Trevor Williams uh, were we wrong in the beginning of the game of course yep. were they in the wrong for retaliating nope maybe not N- nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah very honest guy and then they asked Joey Votto at the end of the game if they expect any more re- retaliation and and what it's going to be like playing the next day without Puig. And Joey Votto said, well, we might be in a different weight class. Did you watch that yeah. whole interview with Joey Votto? Yes. yes. That was the most uncomfortable interview I've ever watched in my life. Because he was trying to be so PR about it, he caught himself up in his words at the very beginning and had to apologize for yep. the answer. Yeah. Because it was so awkward. <laughs> he, he's like, sorry for the awkward question. Yeah, it's sorry for that answer. Sorry for that answer. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. very good. Um, but the whole fight thing, you know, it's one of those things. They're just going to have to put it behind them. I watched the game the next day, you know, that noon, noon 30 game they had. and Two more hit um, batters. Two more hits, and it was handled professionally by the Reds. You could say, you know, nobody did anything. Um, it was just, I'm just so done with the Pirates. <laughs> and I'm glad that we don't have to play, you know, this isn't happening in May. Even though it was happening in May, I'm just glad that, you know, we still don't have to play them a bunch because I'm just, I just can't stand watching them play the Reds. Well, that's only our, what, third series against them? We still got some series We have six games against them. Yeah. Or five now, yeah. I, do we have six? I think I was looking at the schedule earlier. Do we have six? I, they said oh, um, do we have the a night of game? the fight, we still have six games with them. Very, so, oh my gosh, the very last weekend of the 
season. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually most somebody. likely both teams will be out of the playoffs. <laughs> somebody, nothing to fight for, but anything pride. can happen. Yep. Anything somebody tweeted happen. something about the final game of the season. They, I think they said it was like whatever October 29th or something like that, and and uh, Derek Dietrich hits a hits a long bomb into the river again and stares at it for 30 minutes as all the Reds <laughs> come out to celebrate clinching the playoff. I only hope that Trevor Bauer's starting that game. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the MLB is just like, as an organization, is just hoping that game, the very last game of the year, just gets rained out. So there's no like, <laughs> competition of how, how many times can we hit another player type of thing. God. I think we're forgetting well, about the best part of the fight if you were watching on TV. The cop turning around. The cop just turning cop. his back to everything. <laughs> the cop just minding his own. That's how unbothered I want to be in my life. Just mind my own damn business and sit back. <laughs> yeah, I hate Pittsburgh, too. Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> Nothing to see here. And then one of my yeah. friends, who's actually a Cincinnati police officer, actually tagged him in a picture of that the next morning. <laughs> Everybody was... <laughs> It was hilarious. And then people were criticizing him. Why isn't he freaking up the fight? Because they don't do that. Exactly. Somebody had to come out and say um, their job in that instance is to make sure no fans get on the field. Correct. So, I had to explain the same exact right. thing to somebody at work. Like, yeah. what do you mean the cops weren't breaking it up? Well, it's not It's not a normal fight. That's not their that's First not the job. Yeah. Anyway. Imagine a cop getting mixed up in there and Puig shoving a cop down to the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's oh, a bad man, look that for everyone. Comedy. Bad look for everyone. All right, yeah. so that's pretty much the fight in a nutshell, I guess. I mean, it's been – I don't want to beat a dead horse. But I mean, I could talk about that fight and how amped I was for literally until about 1 a.m. that night, like just <laughs> ready to go to war for one David Bell. But there were some other things that happened that night during the game, which we've kind of talked about a little bit. There were some trades uh, both that night and the, the next day. Um Right, we're out, we're out some people. We got some new guys in. Yeah, let's start off with um, let's start off talking about the scooter trade. We'll get that out of the way. There's not a lot to say about that. Fair enough. Um, scooter was injured. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Should have moved him last year, kind of Great. a deal. But um, gets traded along with cash for a player to be named to San Francisco, which is just like if I'm a player like Scooter and I get traded for a player to be named to San Francisco like that's a pretty low feeling the Reds also um, gave uh, the Reds also gave them two and a half of his three and a half million that's due the rest of right. the season so they're pretty much the Reds are pretty much paying for him to be off of the roster so they can get other players at bats to see what they have yep. okay that's what it is he was obviously not a plan to resign in the offseason um, that's that. Uh, Tanner Rorick gets traded, and this trade was a little bit more interesting. Um, he didn't get traded. He got traded for Jamison Hanna, which is the outfielder who was a second-round pick by the Oakland Athletics last year. And he, um, I saw him ranked number 10 overall I was in their say, prospect system. I saw him ranked as high as 6, and then I didn't see it as low as 10. I saw as low as 8. Okay, maybe it was 8 overall. Um, I think, oh, you know what it is? I think he got rated by MLB.com as the 10th overall in the Reds prospects now that they've okay. slated him in there. Um, but he's a center fielder. Um, 21. Yeah, he's rated 10th overall now in the Reds prospects. 
ranking. He's a center fielder. Um, I really don't know too much about him. Um, I got you on this actually. His, he's uh he's he's okay. fast. He's fast. Um, he hits for power. Um, so essentially, he's. I mean, almost a, almost a Trammell clone. If you're looking at you know Taylor Trammell, who's no longer here, uh, Trammell Trammell. I'm not sure how we're Trammell. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't need to worry Luckily, about how to pronounce I was, his name anymore. When he got traded, that's one of the first things I thought of. It's like we no longer have to have the Trammell Trammell yes. talk. Yes. Um, but he's 21 years old, so you get a younger version. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I mean. If you're looking for comparisons, I've heard some people say that um, Billy Hamilton, but Billy Hamilton never really hit for power. So I'm interested to see what this kid's got. He's already at high A uh, at 21 years old and only his second year um, in the uh, right. in the bigs. He's a lefty, throws left, bats left, just like Trammell. He's go- he's reporting to Daytona, Tortugas, high A. Um he turns 22 in nine days. So um, that's kind of a little bit more on him. But um, if you think about, like, we traded Rainey to get Rorick, and I was not a Rainey fan at all. That guy has zero command. Correct. And he was our number 23 or something prospect. So we more or less turned our number 23 prospect into a, you know, solid half season of starts from a... (laughs) quality pitcher who we then turned into a number 10 prospect. Mm-hmm. I don't see how anybody could be upset with that because we're not going to re-sign Rourke in the offseason. Actually, C. Trent, I just saw this tweet. He tweeted this afternoon and said, Tanner Rourke learned of his trade in an Arby's parking lot. He wanted a beef and cheddar. Yeah, he's eating a beef and cheddar. <laughs> Poor man just wanted he, a beef and he cheddar. Was, he was on his way. He was driving to, to Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. which is where he lives because we had the series coming up in Atlanta. So he's going to stay at his off-season home. But, yeah, he was pulled over at Arby's. So now I have to wonder yeah, I would, which Arby's it was. I don't really know how that works. Like, we were playing a game. I, I don't know how it works with, you know, starting pitchers on their off day. But I, I figure he would have been at the game. He may have I had special they, permission to go home with it. He right, wasn't going to yeah, play. Yeah, that's kind of what maybe. I thought. They gave him special permission because he lives there or whatever. And mm-hmm. Yeah, but a pretty funny story of that, that he was just, you know, eating – Arby's and <laughs> it's kind of funny hearing about when players hear where they get traded and how it works and how, how like Jesse Winker heard from fans in the outfield yep. about the Puig trade. I and have the audio of that if you want me to play it. Go ahead. Puig's going to the Indians. <laughs> what? Puig's going to the Indians. We sent uh, now we sent Trammel to the Padres. Three team deal. Trammel. And that's how it ended. Well, you hear him say one for one. He, yeah, he, he thought it was straight one. up uh, where we got Bauer for uh, Puig. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was so strange just, like, hearing that Puig was going to the Indians. That just seemed like a – I don't know why. It just seemed like a strange – It's not like a strange – It's like a strange yeah. bit or whatever. But, um, of course, there technically is a chance that he could resign with the Reds. I don't think it's likely – um, in the offseason for Puig to come back, but there is a chance. So I read somewhere, and we'll we'll get to, well actually we'll we'll get to the uh, we'll get to the free agent stuff here in a little bit. Let's keep talking about some of the trades and what your thoughts are on the Puig Bauer Trammell 
Okay, yeah, so I ran a poll, actually, on Twitter. Um, a lot of people on Twitter made it seem like it was a bad trade, and they were pissed off. I think, here's what I've always said, and what most people will tell you. Um, almost every, every fan will overrate their own prospects. Accurate. They always think, you know, because it's just easy, you know, you hear all the hype, you never hear any bad things about prospects, it's always just hype. Here's how good they're going to be. Do you play Let's fantasy? About the future type. You, do you play any type of fantasy, like fo- fantasy football, fantasy baseball, anything like yes, that? Yes, yes. So what I've noticed, and this is kind of to your point, what I've noticed is when I'm doing a fantasy football draft, the Bengals go higher than they should as far as like in comparison to average draft position. And I Absolutely. think that's, that's the same thing that you're talking about right here. Everyone overrates their prospects. Um, if you keep track of it, you know, think about, you know, two years ago who you were saying, oh, man, this guy's going to be everyone. Billy Hamilton's going to be this, that, and the other. And um, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. But um, I am a, I like the trade, and the Twitter poll showed that the majority of fans, regardless of what you see on Twitter, because everyone's just negative about it, um, actually were in favor of the trade as well. The reason why I like it is Puig was not going to resign. Right. I think he was going to be too expensive. So we could have got a comp pick. Okay. That's good. But um, Trammell has honestly not been as good if you look at straight stats, which I know a lot of people, double A seems to be a bump for a lot of players. Um, his stats have gone down each year. Um, so maybe they are selling high on him. I mean, he's still a top 50 maybe even top 30 just about everywhere across the board um so he goes to the Padres and then you get Trevor Bauer who's a really good pitcher I don't think he's a great pitcher I don't I think he had a great year last year but he's a really good pitcher and you're gonna have one of the best starting rotations in 2019 if everyone stays healthy and the bats seem to be easier to maybe sign um you know Trying to find the offense in the offseason, I think, is going to be easier than trying to find pitching to come to Cincinnati. Because bats want, you know, if I'm a big hitter, I would rather come to Cincinnati where it seems to be easier to hit home runs. Although this year, with the juice balls, it seems like everywhere you can hit home run. But um, it just seems like, you know, it's more of a hitter's destination. So that's easier to find through free agency than pitching is through free agency. So I like Trevor Bauer. I think he's going to slot in well with the, you know, you have Castillo and Gray and Bauer and Wood, and then you have the mix of, you know, Disco and Miley and whoever else you want to bring in or whoever else is coming up. Um, they also gave up Scott Moss, a lefty prospect, um, but they just drafted a left-handed starter too. Even though I think Moss Bella. will project a relief pitcher. So we'll see. Um, I think it's good though. I think it's good to have. I, it's just really hard for me to argue bringing in a really good, proven MLB player and trading away somebody who has not been good in Double A, but does have a lot of potential. Like a lot of times, it's it's nice to kind of know what you have at the MLB level than bet on what you may get at the MLB level. And of course, like I said, Puig is gone too, but he was not going to resign. It's two two months of Puig, we lose. Well, speaking of Bauer and, and Great American Ballpark, 
Um, if he launches one over the center field wall in, in Great American Ballpark, he's you know from the pitcher's mound. That that's going on the river. Well, he just put out a quote today. I don't know if you saw this. I saw it. I was just actually just looking for it. I actually threw that baseball so far it landed in Cincinnati. Terry Francona told me to go get it, but when I finally arrived to Cincinnati, he told me to stay there. <laughs> That's funny. And then talk about um, him randomly showing yeah, up at he, the at the Indians game last night, a, and just watching it as a fan. He was, yeah, and he was signing autographs too, which was, you know, it's funny. All these people. A lot of people will say he's like a head case, and he's a psycho and a weirdo, and yeah, he's a little strange, but isn't that the same reports we got from Queek when he yep, came yep. to? I don't know. It's it just seems, you know, you know, one personality is traded for another. They're both a little off the wall, probably a little bit more, you know, whatever the word is you want to use than other teammates, but I, I don't read too, too much into that type of stuff. Um... Sometimes a change of scenery helps a lot, too. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Speaking of autographs, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with you about your boy, Derek Dietrich. Oh, man, what is it? He's <laughs> so, not hitting the ball, is that it? What? No, he, he said about autographs. Oh, no, about autographs. So oh, I, about autographs? Yeah, so my son had tickets to... Uh, he's a part of the Reds Heads Kids Club. So he had tickets to uh, get... Uh, it was Josh Van Meter's autograph... Um, two weeks ago, uh, and so before the before the autograph session, we decided to go down the players' garage and see if we get some autographs down there. And your boy Derek Dietrich just goes past us, going maybe fifty miles per hour in the in the players' garage, and just waves at us. And his Audi R8 doesn't even stop to sign a baseball. At least he waved. Well, that's oh. true. At least he waved. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I wonder why. I, think I don't was, picture him as one that would do that. He, I, he honestly looked like he was late for something. <laughs> he honestly looked like he was like, like shit, I'm late. <laughs> but he wasn't the only one who did it. Too. Tucker Barnhart. Funny, though, yeah. By even faster. Um, but, but since you mentioned Josh Van Meter, I do want to touch on him a little bit. Um, I know I talked about him, I think, in a previous podcast near the beginning of the year. He was just killing the ball in Triple A's come up. And, I mean, there's really not a whole lot that was expected of him. It was kind of a, oh, look, they're giving this guy who's hitting well in AAA, wasn't even invited to spring training, um, just came as like a, you know, a minor league person in spring training, um, wasn't on the 40-man roster, they're going to give him a shot. Well, he's batted, you know, 77 at-bats, which is not a huge sample size, but he already has four home runs, two stolen bases, 10 RBIs, batting 312 with a 418 on base percentage. Um, he's really just looking like I mean, he has already has 12 walks. Like he's really looking good, and he can play multiple positions. Yep. Um, he's somebody that they need to give, in my opinion, every day, and he will get every day at bats. He's a lefty, um, and he's going to have every opportunity from here the last two months of the season to prove his worth. And I'm not necessarily going to rule out that he's not the starting second baseman for the 2020 Reds. Um, he very well could play his way into that position. Um, he's, you know, spend money elsewhere, maybe on an outfielder, relief pitching, and, um, you know, give him a shot. He can play multiple positions. He's a smart player with a good eye at the plate. Um, I'm really excited to see how he will play. Um, he changed his approach 
coming into the season, and it's just it's really paid off for him. So I, I'm I'm really happy that he's getting his opportunity and making the most of it. Super nice guy. I I don't know if he owns a car because he did not drive <laughs> into the players' garage. He walked into the players' garage, so I don't know if he like parked somewhere else or maybe maybe he maybe he lives on the banks and walked in. That's a possibility. Uh, but no, super nice guy because like the the Reds the the people there sometimes like to think they have order when it comes to these sort of things and they're they're yelling at us nobody can go behind the table and take pictures with him he's out there just like get get back here behind the table and take a picture with me yeah. i don't care what that lady says yeah. like he's just he was a pretty cool dude he was good with the kids i liked him well yeah some- and he's one of those stories that just comes out of nowhere um wasn't great wasn't bad in his minor league career i remember seeing him first time i think two or three years ago in Pensacola, I went to a game in Pensacola, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a, they're a nice player. Didn't really think he'd ever make it in the – I never even thought he'd make it on the MLB roster, though, and now he's proven everybody wrong, and I just I just love watching him play. Well, he, here's a question I have for you. <clears throat> so, earlier in the season, we saw Phil Irvin come up for a brief stint. He was here for a cup of coffee almost. Um and he didn't really fare very well where he wasn't playing very often. When he did come in, wasn't hitting very well. We sent him back down. He comes back up, kind of has an idea now what it's like being up here during the regular season when you're not part of, like, the late call-ups at the end of the season. Um, and he hits the ball very, very well. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't – he shouldn't be getting a very good look the rest of the year at this point. Right. Josh Van Meter, the same thing happened when he was up here earlier in the year, hitting the ball very well in AAA. We bring him up, not playing very often, coming in pinch hit appearances, not hitting the ball very well. We send him back down. He comes back up. Now he knows what it's going to be like after his cup of coffee, and all of a sudden he is hitting the ball very, very well. And with maybe the the best plate discipline we've seen since – I mean, I guess you could argue you Jesse Winker last year, um, other than Joey Votto. Yeah, so Phil Irvin's a guy who, I mean, he's going to get his at-bats. Just, just like Aquino, who was just called up, um, got hit. He's, he's going to have at-bats, too. I mean, these guys are going to get some kind of what I would call like petty play, where you trade players away and you're not exactly maybe going to push for a playoffs and you just see what you have with some young guys, which is totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. So, Phil Irvin's going to get some at-bats, mostly against lefties. Um, and uh, somebody on Twitter, um, Stephen Offenbaker, brought up the fact that Irvin's at-bats may not change because he's just going to play against lefties because he can't hit righties. Well, Irvin's batting two fifty-five against righties, which isn't great, and he is batting five fifty-two against lefties small sample size. Who else could play left field? Uh, Derek Dietrich, who is batting 213 against righties. Jose Peraza, who is batting 224 he against righties. Puig well. was batting 249 against righties. So there really wasn't a great option. So it's not like Irvin is batting, you know, 079 against righties or anything, but it right. is a small sample size. He's definitely killing lefties. Um... But yeah, he's going to get some play, and it's going to see. I think he. I kind of picture him more as a. Unless he does something to blow me away. I mean, if you look at his like career stats, his first year in the league, fifty-eight at bats, small sample size, two fifty-nine. Last year, 
218 at bats, 252. This year, 353 and 85 at bats. Um, I kind of project. I think the Reds. If you're a Reds fan, you would probably be happy if he's the fourth outfielder next year. Irvin, um, because that means that they probably did something in free agency or the offseason to bring in a bigger name. Um, that's my hope. I want them to bring in a big name to fill. You know, when you get rid of a big name like Puig and you don't plan on re-signing him, and you trade your top prospect who's an outfielder. You either think that you have something already in the system that's ready to play next year, which I don't think Jose Siri, who's on the 40-man roster, is ready to play next year. I don't. I also don't think that he will project to be a big-time outfielder. And Aquino, I don't think, will be expected to fill that role. And maybe Phil Irvin is, and I would love for him to be, but I, I just kind of see him more as a fourth outfielder that gets to play against lefties and hopefully they can sign or bring in kind of a big-name free agent like when they brought in Chin Chu Chu type of a thing. Like, you know, bring in somebody that's proven and spend a little bit of coin. Um, you know, they got off the free situation, the scooter situation. They're going to have some money to play with. It's just a matter of where they will spend it. So, as you're bringing that up, I've heard that we are going to have roughly about $60 million to play with in the offseason. Right. And I've seen scenarios where we offer Alex Wood a qualifying offer, which I think uh-huh. would be would make complete and total sense to do, um, as he's currently the only lefty in our uh, starting five. And at that point, if you're trying to bring in an outfielder, doesn't Puig make the most sense? Puig would make sense. I just think, I just don't see. I I don't know why. I just don't have a feeling like it's gonna happen. I I would like for it to happen. I love Puig, and he got off to a very very slow start. So everyone who just looks at stats will read the stats and be like, okay, he was fine, like pretty good. But, like, he was awesome the last little bit. And his defense and his arm, and mm-hmm. there's a lot they brought to the table that people who just look at the stats, you know, it's a fancy baseball play. You know, people just see it, and that's different. Um, it kind of just depends on what the market shows, who's going to resign, who's going to, you know, trades happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Reds have to decide where they want to spend their money. Uh, they definitely need to strengthen their bullpen. Definitely. Um, well, David, David Hernandez, Hernandez yep. I don't want him to be employed by the Cincinnati Reds. Jared Hughes, he's another all. guy whose contract is coming up. His contract will be up. Um, Peralta's not a great option. Agreed. You know, you have the Ross Iglesias kind of roller coaster of a season. Um, there's just a lot of questions. And teams that are going to contend need a good bullpen. You, you see it each deadline. I mean, the Braves just traded for three yep. bullpen arms, three legit bullpen arms. Like, you cannot go into a postseason with a bad bullpen. You just can't do it. And a lot of the previous trades that we've made, we try to, you know, a lot of these guys just didn't work out that we thought were going to be bullpen guys, you know. And uh, we've changed starters to bullpen uh, that's worked with Lorenzen worked with Iglesias at times and it's worked with Garrett but you have your 
you know, Brandon Finnegan's of the world, which is he's technically still part of the organization. He's just not <laughs> playing for the organization. He he's he has a third party that's like working with him. He's not playing in the actual games. He just like kind of like working on his stuff with a third party. It's so <laughs> strange. I've never seen a situation. I like didn't that. even know that. But yeah, I totally forgot about him, and then I read an update, and I was like, oh my gosh, Brandon Finnegan's still like technically part of the organization but he's just like probably just like doesn't want to mess around playing in the minors and they're like that's fine we'll give innings elsewhere like well you as you bring up out yourself you know as you're bringing up some of these guys too even some of the guys we brought up this season that are projected starters of the future um but currently there's no room in the inn uh with the guys that we have up here but you've seen lucas sims come in and pitch very well out of the bullpen you've seen yeah, robert like stevenson robert stevenson even at times has pitched well out of the bullpen uh sal romano came mm-hmm. in and pitched very well out of the bullpen even earned a save yeah because he pitched so long yeah <laughs> yeah um it's pretty wild sal romano's been good at times he's been awful at times and he hasn't had the best triple a uh, seems like just the nicest guy in the world, though, and seems to be well-liked. Hopefully, you know, he can kind of do the whole, like, you know, get called up, pitch when you need to kind of a deal. Um, we kind of forget about Cody Reed at times because he's been injured. Right. Um, Cody Reed has pitched well this year in AAA. He's, he's had some good outings and when he's come up for the Reds. And, and of course, you know, we just took a left-handed starter, um, first round number seven overall um, Nick Ladola I think Ladola yeah yeah and he just got shut down for the rest of the year he's not injured they just shut him down for the year because of innings because well, he, he pitched, pitched so much in college yeah yeah so you had like the college season then they're kind of like okay yeah you're pitching great let's not right. screw you up let's just call it call it a year um of course Hunter Green's been injured this year that was their first round yep. pick couple years back so they have some pitching on the way it's, you know it's always like I said you always overrate your prospects Vladimir Gutierrez was a guy I was super super high on coming into the year I even mentioned him on the podcast um, let's find some guys to watch out for in Louisville and batters are hitting 291 off of him and he has an ERA of 6.79 and 103 innings Yikes. Um, yeah he's just kind of taking a big step back. So, you know, a lot of these pitchers in AAA that were kind of on the cusp kind of look like they're not figuring it out right now. So, um, definitely, you know, some pitchers on the way, though, and that could help. That's always, It's always funny whenever you think about offseason, how much money do we have to spend. It's like, okay, we also have to think about what's coming up. Um, I think a catcher, you know, if you break down kind of like the 2020 roster, slash off-season moves. I think Tucker's pretty much locked in with his contract unless we're going to somehow move him. And that's another thing. We always overrate players. This off-season, people were saying, we don't need to get JT, real Muto. We have Tucker Barnhart. Well, not looking great now. Well, Tucker's been Um, hitting well since he came back from injury. Yeah. Yeah, he's been doing better, yeah. Um, But, you know, Kurt Casale I like a lot. I'm a big Kurt Casale fan. Um, so I think that duo will probably be back next year. Mm-hmm. Tyler Stevenson's not far behind. He's in double-A right now. Um, still young. Having a good year, not a fantastic year, but he's 22. 
Mm-hmm. Um, bad bad to turn 23 this month. Um, first base is going to be Joey Votto. No need to discuss that. Second base, I think it's going to be some combination yep. of maybe Van Meter slash free agent slash Dietrich, Jose Peraza, Dietrich, and um, all those. You know, that's going to be a position that could be platooned as well. Um, Jose Iglesias. I think they need to resign Jose Iglesias. Um, you know, a lot of people. He hasn't been as hot as he was in the beginning of the year. But he's hitting well with runners in scoring position, and his defense Top is notch. top notch. I mean, is it is it not every single game that he makes a play that you just say, "Holy crap!" No one <laughs> in the past like four years could have made that play. So, stop. Like, even Cozart. So last night he had one of those plays where there wasn't a runner on it's first spin. base, but if there was a runner on first base, it would have been that much prettier. But he did a spin move off of second base. Yeah. Yes, it I was saw that. Beautiful. I, I was like, why isn't there anyone on first base? It's so much easier than it is. He's so much fun to watch. He's hitting well. He's a good clubhouse guy. I wouldn't even mind if they just signed him to a one or two year deal, five million a year, seven, six million a year, whatever it is. Still more than he made um, this year. Yeah. He's winning. <laughs> so then third base, you got Suarez. Then left field's kind of a question mark. Center field, I mean, if they keep. Sinzel in center field, which I think they like him there, and mm-hmm. we could put Lorenzo. Um, of course, they field. they could move him back to second if they wanted to go that route. I think that would be a little strange, though. Um, and then right field would be Jason Winker. So we could put. You're gonna have to find some offense because right now they score a lot of runs some games, but some games they don't. And it seemed like everyone got off to such a slow start this year. Um. But we can I put Lorenzo in the outfield. A lot of promise for the Reds. I'm not saying that they're going to win the World Series, but I think you know the fans are going to be pleased with the product they put out in the field next year. So, as you're talking about not winning the World Series, before we even get ahead of ourselves, the rest of this season, we're still only before tonight. It was we're still we're in rain delay right now. Right. Uh, against Probably Johnny Bench. We're it's four one. Uh, we're losing to Atlanta currently. Um, Adam Duvall hit a home run on us. Oh, Adam Duvall, by the way, can we just give a quick shout-out to Adam Duvall? He hit like 3,000 home runs in AAA this year, gets called <laughs> up, and hits like 2,000 home runs in the first two weeks he's there. Like, what is going on with that guy? Good for him, though. He Met was him a, once. He was an all-star. Met him once. He was a nice guy. He was an all-star. Yeah. Miles got he his was, autograph. And people forget he was in the home run derby. I forgot he was in the home run derby. <laughs> I remembered. Yeah. So, but you're saying so the coming yeah. up. Um, well, currently, we're only six and a half. We're only six and a half games out in the wild card. There are right. more teams below us than there have been maybe all season uh, in the wild card race, and I feel like six and a half isn't crazy. You go on one of these tears, and I know the teams that are at so, the top right now are, you know, Chicago, Milwaukee, and Philly. But it's it's not crazy to think with this rotation that we could make a run at this, right? It's not crazy to think that. Um, so you really got to look at the schedule and see. You know, we got Atlanta, good team, four games. Then we hit the Angels, which by the way, next Monday and Tuesday, Angels are playing in Cincinnati. 
anyone should try to go to those games to watch Mike Trout play baseball in person. That's going to be worth it. You won't see that often in Cincinnati. So, And apparently, I'm looking at the schedule now, Monday the 5th is senior day, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> um, is it an afternoon game? Then we have a four-game series against the Cubs. Those are going to be big games. Then the weekend after that, you got a four-game series against the Cardinals. So back-to-back big weekends. And then the weekend after that, we get to play our friends, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And then the weekend after that, you got the Cardinals again. So these are the teams that you need to play. These are the teams in the division. These are teams you have to beat. So, again, with this... Yeah, and then you've got, in between all that, you have a couple games against the Nationals in D.C., couple games at home against the Padres, and then you have this beautiful four-game in Miami playing the Marlins. Love that. you got to get those four games. That will be leading into September. That's when you're really going to know what's going on. Um, you got a nice home stand after that. Starting off September, you got the Phillies for four, then the Diamondbacks for three. And then you do one of those awful... West Coast trips, Ugh, but it's to the Mariners, to the D-backs, to the Cubs, then at home against the Mets and Brewers, then at Pittsburgh to finish off the season. Speaking of one of those, so there's Ma- plenty of plenty of games. Um, I, if you ask me, I'm I'm not going to act like I'm that confident in the Reds' chances of making any type of a postseason push. Um, but it's not that they don't have the opportunities ahead of them. Like, it lines up pretty well. They're like, you're going to know by the 19th of August, I would say, after you play the Cubs and the Cardinals eight times, you're going to have a pretty good idea of where they stand. But do you think anyone um, outside of Houston, or maybe maybe L.A., the Dodgers, that is, um, do you think anybody else has a better rotation? I guess maybe the Mets? Yeah, the Mets picked up Stroman. That was a yeah. good trade. I like mm-hmm. that trade. I Same. like him a lot. I, like, I wanted us to get him, to be Agreed. honest. Um, but um, maybe not. Maybe not. And knock maybe on the wood, Nationals? the Reds have been pretty healthy all year long with mm-hmm. their pitching. Outside of Alex starting, Wood. It's, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be up to, I think, you know, the bullpen is something that, it's kind of, you know, a big question mark and something that could derail them. Um, I just truly just don't – I don't like the innings that David Hernandez was getting before his injury, and we'll kind of see how it's managed from here on out. It, it's it, You know, we have players suspended that we need playing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Amir Garrett, and then you're losing your manager. And, Jared Hughes. Um, Jared Hughes, yeah. I mean, it's going to be – it's going to be tough, but – um, I actually am going to the game August 18th. It's my birthday. And I will be going to the game with my girlfriend, her first Reds game. And if you remember from last podcast, I took her to the Bats game and she ate the hot dog without the with fucking condiments. <laughs> I, I am making her eat her first ever cheese Tony at the Reds game. Okay. All right. That's fair. Did you just unplug everything? I did. I laughed and I lost because our cords aren't long. Well, that's sorry. It's fine. It is. Yeah. So yeah, make her eat a cheese coating because that has uh, <laughs> that has uh, chili cheese, chili cheese, mustard, mustard, onion, 
don't yes, I'm not going to tell her exactly what it is. I'm not sure if she understands what it is. I'm just going to tell her I'm getting two cheese cones. And she'll be like, what? I'm like, nothing. I'll be right back. Chili dogs. And, yeah, she's just, she's going to have to try it. And if she doesn't like it, that's on her. But That's more for you. Red's game, so, you know, we'll uh, make sure that she gets to take it all in, drink a, a, a couple beers, and have a cheese cone, maybe a slice of La Rosa's pizza. Yeah, make sure she gets her uh, Fathead's wall decal. They're giving those away that night. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, the kid's Fathead wall decal. Can't yeah. miss that. You can't. So, key. as we're talking about games that people are going to, I'm going to be in Louisville this weekend. What are you going to Louisville for? Uh, my future brother-in-law's bachelor party. Are you serious? Yep. That's the hey, thing. Chris, what the fuck? <laughs> You're just dropping F-bombs <laughs> everywhere tonight, man. What's wrong with you? Um, an invite to that? It's usually me. Anyway. All right. Um, so, I'll be at a Bats game Saturday night. If you don't have anything to do, okay. we can hang out. Um, yeah. Um, I would. I wish I was in town this weekend. I would have come by and we could have... <laughs> first round would have been on me, but... Um, I'm actually out of town all weekend, but... Um, so, what day are you all coming in? We are coming in tomorrow. Uh, I think we're leaving here around noon or so. So, here's our initial thoughts as we're looking for things to do on a bachelor party in Louisville. Uh, the Louisville Slugger Museum, maybe tomorrow. Key. Absolutely. You got to get one of those mini bats made? Uh, sure. Yes. And then, uh, and then Saturday we're going to the bats game. I guess it's uh, Black Panther night or... Marvel Night or something like that, and they're giving away Black Panther bobbleheads. Um, so Ed will probably end up with a, a new bobblehead because I don't collect those. But uh, what are y'all doing? Uh, yeah, what time's the game been? tomorrow? Seven o'clock or for Saturday? Seven o'clock. Um, yeah, the game starts at seven o'clock on Saturday. So, so what are y'all doing Saturday afternoon, morning? That whole. Well, that's I don't know. Um, but there's probably you don't need... plan yet. There's probably going to need to be a brunch spot, preferably one that serves alcohol. Bloody Marys. Um, yeah. And um, outside of that, we were thinking potentially a distillery on Saturday uh, before yeah. the game. Um, I've been to the Maker's Mark, but that's the only one that I've been to, and that's out there. Yeah. What I would do is this. I would go um, definitely go to the Bats, the Louisville Slugger Museum mm-hmm. Saturday or Friday when you all get there. Because um, they're not open Saturday on the weekends, night, right? I, I meant Friday. No, right? No, there. I'm saying yeah. the Slugger Museum's not open on the weekends, correct? I'm not sure. I feel like we hour. went on a Saturday. Um, hmm. But I would definitely go there no matter what. Saturday night, um, I'm sure you all can get into some bars or something downtown, you know. Four Street Live. Something. Yeah, 4th Street Live type of a thing. Well, if we're walking from um, the stadium, is it closer to go to Bardstown or closer to go to 4th Street Live? 4th Street Live. Okay, cool. Maybe we'll do um, Bardstown Friday then. Saturday, there's a good there's a good kind of a brand new... I just went two, three weeks ago. Um, brunch spot called Biscuit Belly. And they have alcohol, you know, type of drinks. Tequila Sunrise, Mimosas. And they have like different types like biscuits that have you know like it, it's incredible you can get all kinds of different like biscuits and so is that Louisville's thing breakfast. 
food. I was talking about this and earlier it, tonight. I didn't know what Louisville's like food was. Like obviously we have yeah. like Skyline, uh, KFC, and uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> well, KFC is is their headquarters is there. The Yum Center, yeah, yeah, right, the Yum Center, yeah. So Biscuit Billy's a good spot. That's kind of like near the stadium. You all okay. could Uber walk. You know, two minutes. Um, I mean, there's so many spots downtown that you could just find by just opening up, you know, any app and kind of doing a little research on what you want to eat down there. I'm but, asking for your um, recommendations, A really good man. spot to go before the game is... TGI Fridays. <laughs> Get out of here. No, hell no. I'm never going back to a TGI Fridays. My God. Uh, <laughs> there's a really good bar called Garage Bar. Um, okay. It, it's a cool spot to hit up Saturday afternoon. Um, Garage Bar has like ping pong outside. It's kind of open concept type thing, and it's like all AstroTurf. It's pretty cool. It's oh, that's like cool. a neat spot. Yeah. Yeah. Is it near the it, stadium as well? It's a really good spot. Yeah, near the stadium. Okay. Um, not too far. And then there's Against the Grain, which is a brewery slash like what they call like a smokehouse, like barbecue stuff. It's actually attached to the stadium. That you, oh. we always go go there beforehand. Local beer and barbecue attached to the stadium. You walk in there, get a beer before you go into the game. You know you can get some food there if you want to. Type of a deal. It's it's really good. Um, yeah, but you all, you know, if you have questions or anything, you feel free to text me and I'll let you know. Have you ever been to Fenway? I've not been to Finland. I want to, though. There's a, a bar in the outfield that's attached to the outfield wall that they open the outfield wall, and you can sit at this table in, like, it's either 15 or 30-minute increments, I don't recall. Um, but you only get this table that's right in front of the wall. There's only several of them, um, and they rotate. But while you're sitting there, you have to get food, you have to get drinks, and then they move you out for somebody else to sit there. But they literally That's open. That's pretty a por- cool. They literally open a portion of the Big Green Monster, I believe, um, while you're there at the bar. Pretty crazy. That's awesome. And they close the whole wall up during the game, obviously. Huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't remember the name of that bar. I wish I did. But um, the last question I have for you tonight, as we have talked pretty much everything that I can think of. Um, I'll, I'll take that back. I have two questions for you. One of the things that came up this week, um, before we get to the last kind of weird question I have, one thing that came up this week is people are complaining that David Bell has started a culture of, and it's because Nixon Zell got ejected, but David Bell has created a culture of ejections and this most recent fight as he was ejected beforehand for arguing balls and strikes even though I think he was actually doing that to save Puig from being ejected from the game as he had knocked his own helmet off and just kind of posed for reasons. It was the greatest. It yeah. was, it was, it was fantastic. Awesome. Uh-huh. He, he, he was throwing him up, yeah. It was, it was fantastic visually, and I think he was throwing him a bone and helping him out so he didn't get tossed um, as he slid in to get in the umpire's face, which the whole visual of it was hysterical. But... Um, people are saying that David Bell is creating a culture where people are okay to be tossed. And what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, it's been a kind of a strange year overall. There's a lot of weird things that have happened. It just has a totally different vibe to it than previous years with David Bell at the helm. And, um, 
I think as a first-year manager, he, and I agree with this mentality, if this is his mentality, like kind of, you know, I have to stand up for my players, um, which any manager should do, but probably more so as a first-year guy. And I think that that, you know, at first he was standing up for players and, you know, everyone was kind of like, I like this guy, he's backing our players, and the players see that and they respect that. Um, he's been ejected more times than any Reds manager has in one year, and there's still two Ever. months left in the season. Ever. Ever. Nine. Um, I read a stat. Yeah, I read a stat today that he's been ejected in 7.7% of his games. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, personally, I don't mind when they get ejected. Unless it's something like, if it's like you're standing up for a player, like, you know, type of a thing like that, I'm okay. If it's just them arguing if he was safer out every time they're getting thrown for that, that's well, kind of dumb. But, like, usually what happens, it seems like someone gets thrown, he runs out there, it gets tossed, which, like, I'm kind of maybe all about that. Like, I kind of like that. Like, if I'm a player and I get ejected, I want my manager to back me up, too. And In all um, fairness, though, if Lou Pinella had been tossed every time he came out of the or, – or Sparky or whoever – was tossed every time they came out of the dugout to talk about balls and strikes, because it's a, it's a there there's a no tolerance policy for that. So if yeah. if that happened every time one of them came out to argue balls and strikes, I think you'd see the numbers skewed a little bit more. Where David right. Bell isn't like leading this stat. Yeah, I it guess. seems like umpires are getting a quicker and quicker kind of trigger on it. Um, I don't know what the deal is. Um, but they're getting older and older. I personally with don't. I don't mind the whole getting thrown out of the game thing. That it rarely makes me mad because with David Bell, it's I kind of like had his back. He's usually spot on though with with the, what he's arguing. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like it's not like he's going out there like mm-hmm. he was safe when the guy was thrown out by a mile. You know, like if he was arguing stupid stuff, like. That's why I said it's been kind of a weird year because the stuff he's arguing, like I don't necessarily disagree with his argument. Well, the last question I have for you is: Tom Brenneman suspended? This is my conspiracy theory. I think he is secretly suspended because he hasn't been on for this. I think it's the fourth straight series now that he's not been in the booth, and this comes after shortly after his comments about. Addison Russell and almost defending Addison Russell and giving him sympathy and empathy for having to endure a suspension after beating his wife. He did what? Yeah. Addison Russell. Oh, Addison God, Russell. Addison Russell. Bad guy. Not a good person. Um, Tom Brenneman is something else. Um, I personally, I don't dislike him as much as most people on Red's Twitter do, but I'm not exactly going to say I'm a fan. And it's kind of funny because I never really liked Jim Day much. Um, I still don't like Jim Day. I like him. Jim, Jim Day's done pretty well, I think, since he's kind of done the stepped in. I think he's done pretty well. He's better um, than whoever was on the radio tonight. It, on my way to Ed's house, it was terrible. Who was it? Do you I know? don't know. It was terrible. 
I wanted to turn it off, but I needed to know what was happening. Um, you know who I actually... So, I'll, I'll answer your question. Tom Bernard being suspended, that's, that's a good angle. I like that thought. Um, I no one's saying it. No really. one's talking I about it. I, I didn't see that anywhere on Twitter or anything. I'm just putting yeah. A and B together and coming up with C because where has he been? No one gets yeah, a month of vacation all at not once. Not like he's doing NFL games or right. anything right now. So, well, doesn't he do college games, football games too? There's nothing yeah, happening. No, but they just had games of some kind. I don't really know. Who does he do um, college football games for? ESPN. I think he does NFL games Fox. for Fox. I think he does oh, okay. Fox. Yeah. Because ESPN, uh, all their college football announcers and whatnot, just had like this big convention that they had to go to. Well, he's been gone for um, four series. This is the fourth one. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say, a guy who I really like is um, Nick Curran, who is the Louisville Bats play-by-play guy. Um, he's on, like, the radio station that I just keep on in my car. So, like, whenever I'm, like, going to lunch sometimes, you know how many times they have random games in the afternoon in AAA. Or he's really talented. He's really good. He does the Louisville Bats, and I want to say Louisville Cardinals women's basketball. I may be wrong. He may do the men's or something, but he, he's really good. And I don't know if maybe the Reds could get him. I know they have uh, Tommy. Oh, his name's slipping now. Tommy Crawl or something who was like Pensacola Blue Wall, who's, who's doing some games for yeah. Marty. That may be who you heard tonight. Was that Tommy, oh, whatever his name I is. bet it was. I've heard him before, and he is kind of awkward. Well, I know Cowboy was in the booth tonight, uh, as I saw that when I turned on the game earlier, before I came over. Mm-hmm. But he was in the booth with, I believe, Chris Welsh. Well, no, I take that back immediately. I think it was Jim Day and Cowboy. Um, yeah. So Chris had a, a day off. It's not Tuesday, so. But I still yeah. think it needs to be no, Dan uh, Dan Hort's the busiest man in Cincinnati. Get out of so here. So get him another one. He can't, he can't do any more. Man's gets paid. Is, what What are your thoughts quickly? What are your thoughts on George Grant? I would be okay with George Grant coming yeah. back. I know a lot of people don't care for George Grant because he's forever the optimist, um, and that can be annoying, especially when you're not winning, as we have seen so many teams come out and do a lot of losing over the last few years anyway. But I'd be okay with George Grant coming back out of retirement. I don't know what they're going to do with Marty leaving. And if Tom really is on suspension and you see how much Red's Twitter hates Tom, I wouldn't be shocked if Tom wasn't back here next year. Again, I'm I'm going off nothing. I have no information. George Grant was like, you know, as a kid, that's who I grew up listening to on the TV was George Grant, so like, right. I just have like, you know nostalgic like connection to him. And I like when he does a game every now and then. I don't think he'll come out of retirement I or agree. anything. But, Unfortunately. Um, yeah, I think that they're going to have to, you know, I don't know what they're going to do about the radio. I don't listen to too many Reds games on the radio just because I just watch most of them and if I don't watch them, it's usually because I'm doing something that I you know, don't have the opportunity to listen. Right. Um, so I don't really. It doesn't bother me too much who does the radio. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of older guys out there who are still dialing into the radio only. And well, oh, you'll yeah. you'll still have Jeff Brantley in the booth, I would think, for yeah 
for for the radio purposes. Uh, everybody likes listening to him on the radio. He's got a great radio right. voice anyway. He's awesome. But outside of him, I don't know what they're going to do. I'll put my hat in the ring. <laughs> yeah, why not? I got it. Um, anything else you want to throw in here before we call it a night? We just hit a f- double for the Indians. I uh, know. Oh, sorry, it's sad. Of course. Of course you did. Um, no, nothing else I've got. Um, I think it's going to be a really interesting last two months. Probably going to know a lot more in the next two weeks. Um, but, yeah, I'm ready to come back on whenever you all want me to. We can do a season recap at the end or whatever you all want to do. Or if things get interesting, get off another, you know, win a couple more series, I'll be happy to come back on as well. If we go on a crazy win streak, who knows what will happen. I'm interested to see what... Trevor Brower, Tre- Trevor Bauer, Bauer. Uh, brings to this team. It was it was because I was going Bauer brings. He's oh, going to um, throw a no hitter in his first outing, and Tucker Barnhart's going to hit a solo shot, and we're going to win one to nothing, and it's going to be weird. Well, you know that uh, Trevor Bauer was talking about how he wanted to go to Vanderbilt to play for uh, yeah the the coach our, our pitching coach Derek Johnson. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um. I'm in, the thing I'm most like intrigued by is seeing Trevor Bauer hit. Fair I want to see if he can hit. Fair enough. That's something he did not have to do in Cleveland whatsoever. No. No. Oh. We're going to see how that works. I'd love to see Kella have to try to hit that guy. Um, also, I think Luis Castillo, I made a comment to my buddy Joe that Luis Castillo has like the ugliest swing of all time. And then like right after I said that, he like, ripped it double, double the other night. So. <laughs> Keep it up. I was like, I was like, Luis Castillo literally looks like he has no idea, like which hand goes on top of the bat, which you know, like he just looks awful in the box, and then, bang, hits a double. I was All so right, never mind. I was so ready to let you go. I was gonna, but now I have to ask you, what do you think about Joey Votto changing his batting, where he used to choke up the entire season and most of last season? Now he's down at the bottom of the bat. What'd you the say? The choke up pissed me off. <laughs> I did not like the choking up. It just, it, and it literally has nothing to do with the mechanics of it. I just hated the way it looked watching it on TV. And then, like every time he did not have a productive at bat, I was like, "Oh, it's because he's choking up too much." You know, like <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, Joey Votto knows a lot more than I do, but um, he's hitting yeah, it much better. It's it's kind of hard for you know some veterans who have had so much success being willing to change certain things to you know that's kind of hard to do for some people so I'm glad that he's willing to make adjustments and try different things as he obviously has not been the player that he has shown in previous years but you can't expect him to be but um, I did want to say one more thing now that I'm thinking about it before I go go Um, I wanted to talk about Aquino, who just got called up. He just hit um, two home runs for Louisville. Yeah, he has been knocking the cover off the ball. Um, I've been following him for a few years now in the minors. I went and watched him in Pensacola. and I've watched him a few times in Louisville this year. Um, his approach at the plate seems much better. His average is at 299. I'm, I'm giving you the minor league stats. Triple A, 78 games, uh, 28 home runs, 53 RBIs. This has always been an issue with him, is his strikeouts. 81 strikeouts to 23 walks. Um, 299 hitter, on-base percentage of 
356. His career on base percentage is 308, and his career average is 248. So he's definitely playing much better. Mm-hmm. Um, the strikeouts are the issue. He's 25 years old, so it's kind of like a make-or-break-it type thing for him. Um, I've always liked his power. He's always had power. He's always struck out. He has a really, really good arm in the outfield. Um, it's going to be fun to watch him get a little bit of play here and see how he can hit and see if he factors into next year at all. Is it like Puig good, his arm? No. I wouldn't say so. I think two years ago when he was in double A, he's 25 and just now cracking the scene because he spent two years in double A actually because of his strikeouts. But there was one year, either two or three years ago in double A, where he led the league in outfield assists. And I want to say he had like 28 or something crazy. Like, um, really good arm, but um, we'll see how he is. Um, well, tonight he is. You know, I love when they call a player up and immediately put him in the lineup. You know, why call him up? And just not give him a shot. Agreed. Put him in the lineup. See what he's got. You, you, you know, see if he can do something. So he actually got one at bat last year. He had one single at bat. Was moved off of the forty man roster this off season. Signed as a minor league free agent back with the bats, and then was added onto the roster after the scooter trade opened up a roster spot. So he's technically on the forty man roster. So. Um, you know, he's going to have an opportunity. We had to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. That's why they originally added him on the 40-man roster two years ago. Gotcha. Well, tonight he is 0 for 2 with a strikeout. That's that's a line. A, a typical line from him would be like 1 for 4 with two strikeouts and a home run or something. like. <laughs> I would not be surprised if that's what he does tonight. Well, I was thinking of somebody else then. Uh, no, uh, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Ryan Lavarnway. 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 He hit two Lavarnway, home runs for the bats yeah. tonight. He did what? He hit he two home did. runs for the bats tonight. Oh, they they brought him back? Yeah. I I, I knew yeah, they let him go. I didn't know they brought him back yeah. to the bats. Um, he's going to go down as one of the best, if you all follow on Twitter, obscure former Reds. Ryan Lavarnway. Yes. Comes in, like, just crushes doubles and home runs, and then they're like, oh, okay, like, We'll, gonna we'll see you later. <laughs> Anybody looking for yeah. a catcher? Thanks for coming up and hitting 400 with like a slugging percentage of like way high, but we're going to catch you now. I didn't know he signed with the bats. Yep. Yep. Well, it's good that he's still in the system. So is Stuart Turner. <laughs> if you all remember <laughs> Stuart Turner. <laughs> I do, actually, not, because not of the MLB The Show. The, the only reason I remember him is because of MLB The Show. Yeah, he, like, came over in a Rule 5 pick. We catch him on the roster. We carried, like, three catchers, and he got, like, he played, like, maybe 30 games. And he's just been, like, pretty awful in AAA since then, so. Bum, 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 bum. But Sorry. the Bats did have, last thing I'll say before I go, the Bats did have <laughs> Chadwick Trump, I believe his name was. He's their catcher, and he hit... Uh, grand slams and back-to-back games this week, and it's like the first person to do that in like some ridiculous amount of years. So, a bat catcher and back-to-back games, grand slams, pretty cool. O'Grady will make it up here before he does. Yep, probably. Hopefully, O'Grady's playing well. We yep. deserve to give him a shot. Yep. All right. Well, that is all tonight for Clay Snowden. Again, you can check him out. He writes for Locked On Reds. We appreciate all your time, homie. 
And again, uh, you're pretty much the unofficial third. So, hey, an advertisement just <laughs> came up for TGI Fridays. <laughs> but yeah, thank you all so much for having me on. And I will, I'm sure we'll talk again before the season's over or right after it's over. You got it, Sounds man. Sounds good. Thank you. Yep. Man, I love that guy. He's fun. Uh, literally, I mean, is there? There's not another unofficial third, right? Well, he said he was coming to town on August 18th, right? He did. Yeah. I wonder if I I wonder if I'm available. I also wonder if I'm available, but it's not going to be anything I can ask you about. That's true. Got to ask the uh, the events coordinator. <laughs> I'm not available. <laughs> of course you're not. Got soccer practice? <laughs> no, we're coming back from vacation. <laughs> All right, so real so quick, want to run through some of the things because we wanted to dedicate the entire night actually to Reds, the ridiculousness of the Reds. Uh, you see, camp started. We'll let you know more about that in the coming weeks. Bengals camp started. We'll let you know more about that in the coming weeks. AJ Green got injured. John Ross is injured. Green's injured for a little bit longer. Hopefully, we can make it through the rest of camp without any more injuries. Good lord. News break. Tyler Eifert not injured. Hey. hey. Um, also, going back to UC, did forget to mention this. James Hudson. Yeah. So there's that. Hardball's piece of shit. <laughs> Got him. FCC. I don't even want to talk about it. We might get a coach. <laughs> One day. Ed. Yeah. Let's round there. You want me to go first? Uh, yeah, please. Okay. Uh, do you think you could have gone back to high school at age 25 to play football? Hell no. Not have at age heard tw- the story? Not at age 25. I did. Yeah, you posted the story. On oh, our, did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Age 25. Guy goes back to high school and dates a 14-year-old girl. I thought she was 17, not no, four- was 14. 14, oh, I think. I think. I might be wrong. I'm not I trying thought to it was rumors. 17, and I'm that was the only reason it wasn't an issue. However, yikes. Look, let's look. Uh, no, according to Fox 19, she was 14 years old. Oh, my God, no. Yeah. Huh. Let's not focus on that. No. Let's focus on 25 and playing high school football. Crazy. Or, or basketball. basketball. Or any... He just wanted to go back and live his glory days. None of that should be allowed. Never. At all. Shame Never. on the school. How did they not check the credentials? That like, should have been your bum of the week. Don't you have to turn in a birth certificate? That literally should have been your bum of the week. I got a better bum of the week. Oh, my God. Um, have you heard the new Blink song? Uh, there's another new Blink song? There is. They're dropping a new album. Yeah, did, cue this up. Did you know that? No. D- only because I'm filibustering here. But uh, they're dropping a new album. It's going to be called Nine. Nine? I, b- I believe that's all it's going to be called. Um, but the new song is called Dark Side. And it just dropped this past Friday. Um, this might be my favorite song that's dropped off the uh, the album already. I think there's three or four songs at this point. But, uh, you know, they're still... Are, they're touring, yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going, right? No, no. Yeah, you're could. not going to the Blink Lil Wayne. Um, if Lil Wayne makes it here. I'm still worried about that. But uh, he actually was sick at another... Lil Who Wayne. Blink? Lil, Lil Wayne was sick. Yeah, or Lil Wayne. Yeah, on a, sure on another stop on What's the What's it tour. called? Dark Side? Oh, looks like I may have found it. Nailed it. Listen, breathe like a so, girl. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll just play through the whole thing. Yep. Oh, my next note. I don't remember. Uh, when you order a sandwich from Subway, do you expect to have meat on that sandwich? Every time. Okay. Well, don't order one from the one down the street. Hear that? I've never had a problem, and I've brought Subway here several times. Okay. 
Well, I ordered two sandwiches. One... What'd you get? Turkey and ham. Uh, that was Michelle's. And then I ordered the American Club. Uh, I get it home. I uh, take a bite out of it. And I'm like, what? I take a second bite. And I'm like, what the... Open it up. No meat on my sandwich. So, you know they literally make the sandwich in front of you, right? No, oh, I ordered it on the app. Oh. So, I tell and Michelle to open there up... You, that's where you messed up. Yeah, so I tell Michelle to open up her sandwich. No meat. I don't know what I expected from this Subway sandwich shop. This is the same place where I ordered a salad, <laughs> and all they gave me was meat and toppings. And when I called them and said, hey, uh, you didn't give me any lettuce, they said, oh, you didn't choose lettuce on the app. And I said, it's a fucking salad. <laughs> How many times are you going to drop F-bombs tonight? I don't know. I've been drinking. Man. Yeah. Your blue drink. This one's explicit. I'm going to try that. Um, I am going to try gone. it. It's not gone. There's still half glass. That's my drink. Um, so how excited are you for Blade to join the MCU? Who? Blade? Is this another Marvel thing? I mean, yeah. Why and do you keep asking me Marvel questions? Because the, they were there was a large convention in San Diego where they just announced... You remember the Blade movies with uh, Wesley Snipes, right? Nope. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Back in the day. Never saw one, but yes, I saw I remember him. Why don't you watch any good movies? I watch good movies. Man. I just watched a movie the other day. I remember it's what it was, but I watched it. Okay, fine, I'll go. Uh let's see here. Uh can you do the two step in the cowboy boogie? <laughs> no. Okay. It's a really good dance, to be it's honest. It's a really catchy song. It's super catchy. Uh what, what's the guy's name? Uh Blanco Brown? Yeah, Blanco Brown. You know, I was listening to an interview with him and he said he's trying to He's trying to do the country rap thing. He's trying to bring it. Well, of course he is. Did you not just see what happened this week? No. Um, Old Town Road surpassed for the song. Oh yeah, the for the song in the number one spot, spot the for the most consecutive weeks. They passed uh, Boys to Men, Mariah Carey, One Sweet Day. One Sweet Day. Uh, but anyways, um, do people not remember Nappy Roots? Them country boys on with the, the big, rise. With the big fat wheels. Yep. On them rise. They're from Kentucky. Oh, no. Hell no, nah, boy. Y'all, Y'all up and up and done it. Yes. Uh, we apparently remember. <laughs> we remember. Yeah. Uh, what's your go-to order at Skyline? Ooh. Uh, three-way? I don't, I don't have one. Three-way cheese coney? I have two orders oh. at Skyline. And they are? Um, well, the first one is... Some form of a three or five way, depending on if I'm ordering to go or eat in. Either onions or, be- or beans. I got you. Well, if I'm eating in, I'll get it with the onions and beans because I want it on the plate. But if I'm putting it in that little stupid tub that they give me to yeah. get to go, I don't want to fill that all up with beans and onions. I, w- I want to that to be filled up with the other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mostly meat and what have you. I put mine in a bowl. I mean, it doesn't matter. If I just don't like it to go if okay. I can help it. Okay. You know what I mean? That's fair. Um, and always a cheese coney on the side yeah. with everything. Uh, yeah, However, yeah. sometimes I do do it. If I'm eating to go at lunch, because I always eat in my car for lunch. You're eating Skyline for lunch at work? No, I'm eating in my car in the I know, parking but, lot at but work. You're at lunch? Yeah, that's fine. How do you do work the rest of that? So I'll get three cheese conies with everything, or I'll switch it up and go Cholitos with spaghetti and onion. Habanero cheese. Okay, well that's weird. And that's, no, not the habanero cheese. That's what happened earlier. Not the ha- oh god. <laughs> cheese. <laughs> Are you excited about Pat McAfee doing Thursday night college? Yes, football? I'm here for this. 
I'm more upset that they decided not to bring him on and to make this like their trial run. But he was in the runnings, believe it or not, for, for Monday Night Monday Football. Night Football. Yeah. yeah, his first game, Cincinnati. Too bad I'll be there and won't even be able to hear it. He's already thrown down a challenge to the the Cincinnati students to be the loudest Thursday night college football crowd. I think that's going to happen anyway. Well, he did say that after the first game, they will be in first place. But there is that. Yeah. So at least for one week, yeah. we're number one. I'm excited about also, it. I think Pat McAfee's funny as hell. If though. you remember, we beat UCLA last year. We did. We did. In and basketball as well. I'm also not afraid. Does Nick show up to that game? I'm you know Mick shows up to that game. No. Because yes, it's Mick here. No, he's not. He'll fly He's in, in L.A. He'll fly in. His nope. brother's here. His nope. dad's here. He'll watch it at home. No. Oh, yeah, you're right. He will. He'll watch it Um, New gameplay for 2K20 was released today. Did you watch? No. No. Are you not excited about this new game? I didn't know. I was oh. still on, reading man. up on some of the other news that Come came on. out. Well, I mean, Cincinnati's not the only thing happening. Well, that's the only thing happening on my Twitter timeline. Hmm. Unless it's my professional Twitter timeline, then it's all about instructional design. <laughs> of course it is. Yep. All right. I don't have a fifth question. I forgot to write it down. So, mine's kind of a cop-out anyway. Oh, go as for As we it. already talked a little bit about this. But, and it involves you. Oh. Um, are there any words of advice you want to give my future brother-in-law? Not for getting married, but for specifically his bachelor party coming up. Um... Sure. Um, you're, you're a jerk for not inviting me. That's about all I got. <laughs> I hope you get the shits in the middle of the <laughs> Alright, man. You ready to bum it up? I'm ready. Bum of the week! Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum! You are a bum! You're a bum! And that's all you'll ever be! A bum! Well, that hurts, ma'am. Go. Well, that hurts, ma'am. Uh, bum of the week. My bum of the week is for all of the baseball unwritten rule guys, the baseball traditionalist guys, the irredeemable jackass Pittsburgh fan guys, the not here for letting the kids play guys, and anyone else who condones throwing a baseball at another player just for celebrating a home run. First off, the ball's juiced. Everybody knows it. It's literally a scientific thing. Second, if I blast a ball into a river outside of the stadium, I'm going to watch that, man. Yeah. I'm going to watch it all day. So am I. Throwing a ball at another person, though, is ridiculous. Especially It's unreasonable. It's ridiculous. It's dated as fuck. Get it out of here, man. Bum. Bum. My bum of the week is going to be KFC Barstool. Um... Earlier, a video came out of LeBron yeah. James celebrating his son doing an alley-oop dunk and another dunk, right? LeBron James! LeBron James. <laughs> I, I could have probably pressed you, that button. You probably could have. But I, I wasn't ready. LeBron James! LeBron James! <laughs> LeBron James! LeBron James! So they tweeted the video and said, I usually defend LeBron, and I gotta be honest, if my son ever throws is ever throwing down alley-oops, I'll probably lose my fucking mind. But this is absolutely ridiculous. This is like bizarre, childlike behavior. What a weirdo. Most of you guys know that I am not a LeBron James apologist because I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan in the world. But 
um, to criticize the man for getting excited about his son throwing down an alley-oop, throwing down a dunk. Yes, he should not have come out on the court. That's two shots in the ball for the other team. He should have got a technical, just like any other person would have got a technical. I don't care if it's AAU. He should have got a technical. But to criticize him for getting excited about it, go kiss a donkey or something. I don't. I wanted to say something worse, but I've already dropped go the Go bleep F-bomb. yourself. Yeah, I, go bleep yourself. Because normally I'll listen to you guys and I'll think, oh, these guys are pretty good guys. But this is ridiculous. The man is allowed to be excited. We get so upset about people, dads not being a part of their kids' lives. And, and, and now you want to go ahead and say, oh, he shouldn't have celebrated. Do kiss something. the road or something. Do something I don't else. Know. Something kissing. Yeah, that other. Anyways, um, get out of here. LeBron can do whatever he wants if his son make his son makes a dunk. Matter of fact, I'd be upset with my dad if he didn't jump out of the stands if I ever dunked the ball, which I did it once in a, in a practice. Really? Yeah, once. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> and it was barely a dunk. It was barely a dunk. But it happened. Ed, what time is it? Uh, ten forty. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's time for uh, the what's in my fridge. It is now time for everyone's favorite segment. What is in Ed's fridge? I've been I've been drinking mine all night. So. I'll start right. mine off. You go right ahead, dear sweet. Jesus. So I saw shout out to Cappies and Loveland. I saw them tweet this on Friday. And I said, well, it is Sour Beer Month, um, so I wonder if they can hold this for me. So I tweeted them and said, hey, hold that for me, can you? And they said, sure. Uh, it's from a brewery called Untitled Art. Uh, looks like they're out of Wanakee, Wisconsin. And it's called Rocket, a popsicle sour. Um, it's not local. It's not local, but it is delicious. It tastes like a blue raspberry slushy. So... The one that you brought me is a tropical Midwest fruit tart Yeah, by Urban Artifact called Fire Iron. Fun fact about Fire Iron, it's an Old West slang for your go-to handgun. Oh. Um, It is uh, made with 1,500 pounds of pink guava, 500 pounds of banana, and 400 pounds of passion fruit per 30 BBL batch. It's probably not all in one can, yeah. No, it's definitely not in one can. Uh, 7.7% alcohol. Good lord. See you later. I'll try this one. For tart. It's tart. It mentions that. Okay, I'm just letting you know. It's that one time I drank it and we didn't know what to expect. Yep, not as tart as uh, any of the other tarts we've had. Okay. It's really good. A lot of passion fruit. I would taste the passion fruit. I would absolutely drink six of those. Yeah. No problem. This came in a four-pack, so I'd absolutely drink four of these. All right. Yeah. Well, um, anything else you got tonight? Uh, I think that's all I got. Hey, Pittsburgh. Go screw yourself. (laughs) We out. (laughs) Can I say that? (laughs) 